Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. In the clearest sense of that word, epiphany, our gospel text reveals Jesus to us. It also invites us to come, see, and stay with Jesus. Encountering Jesus is both a revelation and invitation. To behold the very Lamb of God is to also behold the one who takes away the sin of the world and follow him. The gospel today puts before us the revelation of who Jesus is with such titles as the Lamb of God, the Son of God, Rabbi, which means teacher, and concludes with the declaration that Jesus is the Messiah, which means Christ. The gospel also puts forth by Jesus' own invitation to come, see, and stay with him. So great is the invitation of Jesus that those who follow John the Baptist transfer their discipleship to Jesus in the very moment he passes by them. John knows this is the way it ought to be. The way it ought to be and that those who come to see Jesus should also follow him. So for our purposes today, from this text, we will call upon and draw from those two themes before us of revelation and invitation. In other words, knowing and following Jesus. But to get to them, we first need to look to that central title which St. John uses in our text as kind of his, his foil. That central title that makes knowing and following Jesus relevant. John the Baptist grabs everyone's attention when he says, Behold, a word intentionally used to emphasize what will follow. He is saying, Look here, see, this is the Lamb of God. And there are, from this central title, this mantle that is the Lamb of God, who is the Lamb of God, Jesus, two things that we are to know from today's gospel, two sections that are divided up for us. The first set of verses in our text help reveal who Jesus is, and the second set of verses focus on Jesus inviting his disciples into following him. But what bridges the whole text together and is quite transformative is that in both sections, Jesus as the baptized Lamb of God wants us to know and follow him from and in our own baptisms. This simple observation is very important for us. Jesus is the Lamb of God, knowing you and being known to all the world, knowing all of your needs, for all of your sins to be forgiven, and knowing all the needs of the world and their sins to be forgiven. Jesus wants to reconcile you and the world to himself. Jesus is the one and only one who can actually do that, to actually take away your sins, to take away the sins of the world. By revealing himself to you and to the world, Jesus also reveals your need for him and the world's need for him. 
Likewise, Jesus reveals and Jesus invites. Jesus, as the Lamb of God, invites you that you would also follow him. And there is no other way we cannot invite Jesus into our lives or into our hearts. That work belongs to Jesus alone. And actually, if you think about that, it's a good thing. Jesus is the only one who can die for you and for me. Jesus is the only one who can take our sins. Not another, not you nor I, can take our sins away. Only Jesus can do that for you and me and for the world. To put it another way, we hold no real power in this life to invite anything good in. Actually, what do we do but the opposite? Into our lives, we invite all kinds of weaknesses and foolishness called sins. We need Jesus to take our dead weight sins to the cross so he can invite and take us into the paradise of his presence in heaven. You and I can invite sin and follow sinful ways because we are blemished lambs. Jesus is without blemish. He is without stain, without sin and evil. Jesus is the pure Lamb of God to do the very thing that we have need of, for our sins to be given to him and for them to be taken away. And that's one of the great benefits to listening to the many texts in this epiphany season where we see Jesus revealed as here the Lamb of God and other places as the one who continues to speak to us the word of the gospel, the promises of his grace that are without end. The great benefit of the season of Epiphany is that it is a time of the church year that elevates those scriptures like today's that both reveal and invite us to Jesus in the way he intended to know us to know him and us to follow him as that Lamb of God. We depend upon him. We depend on Jesus alone to be our sacrifice for sins and we depend upon him and him alone to invite us to follow him through his death and into his resurrection. And as we look at today's text, and as we look at the themes that are just showing up on the page there, baptism is how this all ties together. Baptism is a death and resurrection, a bringing to death of our sin and bringing to us hope of new life. And you probably notice this, but the central role of Jesus' baptism is here in the gospel. His baptism sets into motion the necessity of the cross. It sets his whole earthly ministry toward that one sacrificial goal. Jesus, in his baptism, begins to literally soak in our sins so that our sinfulness will, through him, be crucified and we will be set free. The dimensions, the textures that this text brings forth, the dimensions that surround Jesus as the Lamb of God who reveals himself to us in baptism overflows from our text and into our lives. The very things that we read and hear from Scripture have meaning and purpose for us, and pointedly so for baptism today. Consider the 
implications from the baptizer's own testimony when he says, I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. John, as you may remember, was in the wilderness, living in the wilderness, away from any interaction, away from any chance encounter with Jesus until the appointed time. He did not know Jesus, but was sent by God for Jesus' ministry's sake. God's word tells us he came baptizing with water in order to reveal Jesus to Israel. Jesus, the one who comes to usher in the very promises of baptism that remain today. The promise of Jesus saving us from our sins. To put it another way, baptism does something. It brings people to Jesus. Baptism saves because it brings people to Jesus. It does the thing God intended it to do. Baptism unveils our sins and reveals our Savior. And a Savior is just what Israel, along with the world, and what we have needed. Baptism fulfills a need of ours, a need for us to see Jesus, to be brought to Jesus, for him to be revealed to us. And so John recalls something from this text that you and I cannot overlook. That at Jesus' baptism, the Holy Spirit both descended and remained. And that that means that Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And what that means is that everything else that he had seen in Jesus' baptism brought him to the one conclusion. That from Jesus' baptism brings this one conclusion, I have seen and have bore witness that this is the Son of God. Jesus isn't just anyone to John. He is God's Son, the teacher of Israel, the Messiah of the world, the one who has come for the sake of the world, the one who comes with his baptism to bring to you your baptism. The baptism of Jesus reveals his love for the world, that through baptism he might call the world to himself. From baptism, Jesus is inviting us to come and see and stay with him. He literally pools, pardon the pun there, he literally pools people together. He pools us together into the Christian church through baptism. When we think of an invitation, we might think of a card uh, in the mail that we might go to a party or a wedding. We might think of being invited to go out for a dinner or invited to give an important speech. The means by which we go somewhere, do something, or give anything comes from that invitation. Baptism is an invitation into the Christian church. Baptism is God's way of placing us where he wants us, and where he wants us is in the salvation that baptism gives to us. If you think about it, we are like the thief on the cross, crucified next to Jesus. We are helpless to save ourselves from sin. We are nailed to the burden of our sins and dying under the suffocating weight of our own wickedness. Only Jesus can invite the crucified thief 
into the paradise of his presence in heaven. Only Jesus can say to that man put to death for his crimes and unable to save himself that upon his death he will be free from sin and stand with him in glory. Only Jesus can invite the helpless, the crucified, and the sinful man to the realm of unending grace and fill that man with the hope of the gospel even as he gasps for air in the realm of his demise. Only Jesus can invite us where we ourselves cannot enter alone. But like the thief on the cross, we do not enter God's grace alone, since Jesus' invitation is himself. Jesus' invitation is himself making so what he has promised. That as he said to the thief today, you will be with me in paradise. You have Jesus' promise of that today. That which was spoken to the thief is yours. Today he invites his disciples to come, see, and stay with him. And today he is himself with you, that you would come, see, and stay with him forever. We do not know if that thief crucified next to Jesus had ever been baptized, but we do know he received Jesus that day. Jesus was baptized for such a thief. And Jesus gave to that thief what baptism offers, salvation. The thieves to this day still need Jesus. Sinners like you and I still need Christ's salvation. And God's baptism offers that paradise. That chance encounter by the thief in some ways is paralleled at the end of our gospel with the seemingly chance encounter with the disciple Andrew. And I don't know about you, but I found Andrew's words at the end of our gospel text a bit odd. He says, we have found the Messiah. But that's not quite right. Really, the Messiah, the Christ, had found him. As you consider the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and the baptism which he gives for the salvation of sinners, consider also your good fortune that Jesus, in revealing himself to be the Son of God, makes a way for you also to be adopted as sons and daughters, that by baptism you are truly inheritors of righteousness and eternal life. And as you consider these things, Rejoice, for your Messiah has found you just as you are and wants only to take you where forgiveness and life abound to himself forever. Amen.